Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. Email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And we're going to be here until 11 o'clock. Feel free to get online. We have three lines open for you. Um, and we'll do our best to help you out with computer problems, comments, questions, or concerns. Uh, go ahead and call us at uh, 966-9842 or WTIC or 522-9842, 800-966-9842 or 522-9842. And we'll do our best to help you out. Let's go on to David in Oxford next. Hey, David. Hi guys. What's up? Um, I have an HP Spectre laptop and it's convertible to a tablet. Nice. But most of the time I use it in my home office and I'd like to be able to hook it up to a uh, external monitor. Yeah. And I've been looking for a um, docking station, which I've really been unsuccessful in finding one that'll work with that. So right. I hooked it up to a separate monitor just out of the HDMI. Yeah. But every time I want to turn it on, I got to open the laptop as well as push the button. And I'm wondering, is there a better way? <laughs> well, port replicators are pretty common. Have you looked at okay. to see if there's a uh, port replicator option for that Spectre? I bet you there is. Uh, yeah. No, I haven't specifically looked for that. All right. Take a look. Is that uh, the way it would work? Yeah. So you'd plug your port replicator um, into your either USB-C or USB-3 um port on your laptop and it would already have uh, HDMI outputs and it's kind of designed to sit there and be ready so you're not having to tell the laptop anything generally. Um, All right. Sounds so, good. I'll look it up. Yeah, they're fairly inexpensive, 150 bucks or less. Okay. All right. Compared to the price of a, of a docking station, that's not, that's reasonable. It's true, yeah. Now, the docking station, obviously, is another alternative. You dock your laptop, and it's, again, designed in the same way, but port replicators are also a good way to go. Okay. All right. Thank you. You got it, David. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So feel free to get online, guys. We have four lines wide open. So this is a opposite of what we normally see on a radio program, where you guys all called in the 9 o'clock hour, not the 10 o'clock hour. <laughs> feel free to get online, 800-966-WTIC-522-WTIC. While wait, we wait for your calls... Uh, I did have a news article that I wanted to bring up. Um, basically, over in England, um, they had passed a law that basically allowed you to uh, hide from Google or say that you don't want to be – you want to be forgotten. Okay, And uh, they, Google uh, basically now is showing you – the kind of requests they're getting. 2.4 million folks over there uh, requested the right to be, or they had 2.4 million requests for the right to be forgotten. And um, and that was just in, since 200, since 2014. Um, that's a lot of folks interested in not showing up on Google's searches. 
And um, most of them, they only acted on about 43% of the requests uh, because they would con- Google would contend that the requests to be uh, forgotten are not in the public interest for certain things. So they have the ability to kind of weigh the request, decide whether or not you can be forgotten or not, it's decide whether or not the thing you want to re- request to be forgotten has to do with the fact that you were a bad boy or girl. You know, if you got arrested for something and it's in Google search engines, there's nothing you can really do to say, don't show that anymore. <laughs> you only have the right to be forgotten um, for things that are not public record. Uh, and even in that, it's difficult. So, you know, there's a lot of political folks who want to, you know, have their past kind of not show up in a search engine if you happen to be arrested or or arrested for corruption or whatever it might have been. Uh, but uh, 2.4 million requests uh, during since this law was passed over there across the pond. And I'll put a link up here for you. It's kind of an interesting thing to to look at. And and we've uh, we've had the uh, that little spot that the Onion did about the Google and how you'd have to hide from the Googleplex by being in a a box <laughs> in a community. But uh, you know those folks over there in Europe have tried to figure out a way to offer their people a way to be forgotten. But only forty three percent of the two point four million requests have really been honored. So you really you can't go away once you're on the internet. It's there forever. That's still over a million that they actually honored. Mm, yeah. If you think about it. I guess. I don't know. We'll see. I'd love to have more power to be forgotten these days when it comes to the Internet. <laughs> Let's go on to Dave in Marlboro. Hey, Dave. Yeah, hi. Good morning. How are you guys doing? Doing fine. How are you? I'm doing great. Long-time listener to your show. Uh, love it. Thanks. And, um, the other day uh, on my uh, laptop, I uh, noticed I... Uh, I'm running Windows Defender, and so I had some uh, Trojan quarantined on there and mm. uh, decided to go ahead and went to your tab website, downloaded the malware, installed that, cleared up the machine beautifully. Now, right now, I'm on their 14-day you know, trial period, and I guess my question is, you know, they're going to want me at the end of the 14 days to upgrade to the regular premium pack or just stay with the basic version. Right. Um, is the basic version any good, or do I really need to go with the premium pack to continue to, you know, keep things clean? Well, I mean, based on what your experience was, it's pretty good, right? Right. So, I mean, I would say that if you like the tool, yeah. I always recommend people should pay for it, but right. technically the free one is going to work fine. See, what happened when you installed it, you enabled the trial, Yeah. and you shouldn't have done that. I mean, it's okay. But what that does is it makes it run in the background, so they're giving you a trial period where it actually runs in right. the background all the time. Right. Yeah. And so what I usually recommend and what I do when I install it is I don't activate the trial. I just use it as a standalone, uh, so I only run it when I need it. Right. So then it doesn't prompt me at the end of the 14 days to say, hey, you want to buy, buy me, exactly. <laughs> So I would go in under the settings, and you can actually de- dis- deactivate the trial. Uh-huh. And then you can just use it when you need it. Just update the signature. It'll want to update every time, upgrade. Yeah. Right. And just don't do that. Just do the signatures. And then the thing also, Dave, is are you running OpenDNS? No. That's why you got the Trojans. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm basically just a home user, and I don't have any kids, so I've never really had any big issues before. But the other thing a friend of mine told me is that with with installing the uh, premium, Mm -hmm. it says, you know, it will automatically renew within a year. Mm. But if you go into their profile, 
it doesn't really take that off. All it, all it lets you do is just check a box saying, you know, send me an email, you know, when my renewal date is up. Mm-hmm. I understand that you, what you're saying as far as you don't have any other folks on your computer, but OpenDNS is free, and it would prevent those Trojans from happening. You went somewhere. The Trojans didn't happen um, by accident. You, right. you went somewhere. Right. Um, no matter where you happen to go, no matter, you know, it could have been, could have been malvertising from a legitimate newspaper. It could have been, who knows? Right. Um, when you run through OpenDNS, the chance of you getting hit with that stuff is much, much lower. It's not 100%, but much lower. So I can't recommend it strongly enough. Why would you want to even deal with malware? How, how long would you want to run with a Trojan keylogging all your bank information um, before you got around to killing it with malware bytes? I would rather not have the Trojan doing that in the first place. Right. You know? So, so if I go to DNS, then I, I would no longer need the malware bytes? I would contend you probably won't because <laughs> okay. you're not going to get infected at all. That's uh, why you guys are the experts. That's why we try to tell you, yeah. Um, why, why do it the way you're doing it? Just protect, prevent it in the first place. Okay. Trust me on this one, Dave. I do. Thank all you right. so much, guys. You got it, sir. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. It's, it's, it's the most effective way to keep malware off your system is by having a filtered service. Now, obviously, in our business practice, we have many hundreds of clients, and uh, we use a business-grade version uh, of a filter to protect folks in this exact same way. Because if your employees, even if you have the, the most liberal policy of, of Internet use uh, at your, on your company's network, you're, hey, employees, go ahead and do your shopping for whatever during your lunch break or do to, go onto Facebook or whatever. Well, you're just asking your network to be compromised. Right, even though you know your employees, let's say they're just family that are working in your small business, they're going to go somewhere, by either on purpose or by accident, that's going to deliver malware into your system. And if you don't use a filter, you're going to get hit. And then you're going to get hit with crypto, and your system's going to be encrypted. And then if you don't have a good backup, you're not going to be able to recover from it. And that's all something you could have prevented fairly inexpensively. Actually, rather inexpensively if you go through us. It's very expensive if you go through other folks. <laughs> Sorry, a little commercial. We're going to step out for a quick break. Get back to more of your calls. Three lines open for you. This is Computer Talk. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk. A couple lines open for you. Feel free to get online. Most of you guys are probably outside with your chainsaws cutting up all the all the tree limbs that fell all over the yard. <laughs> uh-huh. But uh, if you're uh, if you have any computer issues, feel free to get online. We'll do our best to help you out. We're going to go right to your calls, Paul and Southington. Next, hey Paul. Good morning, gentlemen. Morning. I've got an H I've got an HP computer, and a couple of days ago I turned it on, and Windows said it was uh, automatically updating. Please wait. So I went and got a cup of coffee, mm-hmm. and came back. And after it updated, I went to open up uh, my Microsoft Office, my my Word program, and it couldn't find the program. So I went back to Microsoft. I reinstalled Windows. And, I mean, reinstalled the Office program. Then after that, the Windows wanted to reupdate, and the Windows came back with a message that it could complete the update security because the uh, I needed to upgrade the BIOS on my HP computer. Yikes. And my computer's only two years old. I mean, what's the deal with this? What's the deal with this, man? That's a, that's a great line. Um, I don't know what the deal with that is because this, uh, this is really nuts when it comes How to Microsoft. How old is your computer? Just two. Just two years old, he said. Just two years old. Two years old. I bought the Cadillac package with the upgraded processor and yeah. the uh, eight gigabytes of RAM installed. You know, I mean, gee. What I processor agree. is in it? Uh, I think it's a 7. Okay, so you got an i7, two years old. Yeah, but i7, like, 
you know, I seven dash what? Because don't recall right off the top of my no, head. No, yeah. Looking at if it. you did actually, Paul, we'd be wondering. I'd be wondering about you if you could. Um, I don't know. I know. Not really sure where Bob's going with this, but well, there's different levels of processor generations. So it could be i7 two. Let's say 2400. Yeah. Yeah. i7 I know. I know that. But what are you what are you going for as far as why the BIOS well, would be upgraded on a two year old system? Well, it could be. Maybe it's he bought it two years ago. But oh, you think it was older? If it was, was older, it brand new? Was it was it mint in box, Paul? It was brand new in box. All right, mint in box. So it wasn't a used so, one. Anyway, my point, point. is, is that, that would be a good good way to think about yeah. it. Yeah. If it was older, he was going there. So they're saying your bias needs to be upgraded. Now, there's been issues with the Spectre virus and the meltdown with processors that Bob might be getting at. You could go to your bias and do the update because um, Microsoft deems that you should for whatever reason. Uh, it had nothing to do with you removing Office. That was just a symptom of when they did their first update. Now the second update is saying, hey, update your bias. Um, updating your bias, you can do from within your your, your laptop. Uh, do you know how to get into your bias, Paul? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I go back to my friends, Edlin. Yeah, I, I go way back a long time ago. Okay. I can get in there. All right, so good. You might also be able to do it another way. Yeah. If uh, you have, if it says the original uh, software, it, you know, wasn't reloaded. Right. Uh, there is a tool. There's a tool in there under the HP tools, HP update. Right. So you sh- you could or should be able to download the HP update, and, and it'll tell you it needs it, and then it'll be right there on your machine already. Hopefully, when you're doing a BIOS, All right, great. When you're doing a BIOS okay, update, yeah. make sure the computer is always plugged in and powered up. Um, do not reboot Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Okay. Now another quick question. Another quick question I have yeah. for you is that uh, I have a seven. I have. A, I'm sorry. I have a six-year-old uh, uh, Mac with the, uh, the the window with Mac Air. Mm-hmm. Six years old, and the battery decided to expand on me, so I took it to Microsoft. You did. And they said, "Oh, that's a legacy computer. We don't support those anymore." I, I mean, how Cadillac is that? I wait, 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 wait. You had a six-year-old Mac. You brought to a Microsoft store. I had a six-year-old MacBook Air. And you brought and, it to a Microsoft uh, and they, store. And, and they said, this is six years old. This is a legacy unit. We don't support that anymore. You're going to have to take it to a third party. So I said, nuts with that. I went online, mm-hmm. got a $14 battery, and replaced it myself. Yeah. But, I mean, what's, yeah, I mean that's kind of Cadillac, isn't uh, that for Apple to do that? So is it Apple or Microsoft you went to? You went to Apple, you're saying. I went to the Apple store. Apple yeah, store. This is a legacy okay. computer. We don't support it. I'm not surprised. So, again, Apple, and they've had their issues with their iPhones, and they're slowing them down with the batteries. Apple's not interested <laughs> in having your stuff last a long time. They are hoping you could continue to rebuy and rebuy um, over and over again. That's I've always contended that's one of the nastiest things about Apple. Uh, and then, of course, they slowed the phones down when the batteries got old, got old rather than telling you, that your battery was old. Um, so, yeah, it does sound like a corporate approach. Um, legacy, schmegacy, go buy your $14 battery like you did, and great for you. You know, I would do the same Thanks thing. So I, I won't hold you up, so all I can say is that maybe it's time to learn Linux. <laughs> all right, thanks, Paul. Linux, oh, boy, that's, that's got its own issues. So, uh, yeah, I mean, you should... Our goal for our clients and for for folks who work with us is to try to get as much return on your technology investment as possible. Um, We pay so much for technology as it is, and for it to be slowed down in the case of Apple iPhones on purpose rather than telling you your battery's weak needs to be replaced is just unconscionable as far as I'm concerned. And they act like 
you're holding it wrong uh, rather than having you just replace the battery. I was reading an article on CNET this morning about mm. the average lifespan or the average lifespan of a uh, Mac product or an Apple product is 4.3 years. Interesting. And I can post uh, to that. Yeah, put the link. That is an awfully short lifespan. But again, it's part of their corporate culture to say, run out and get the latest and greatest. We're the best. It's the it's the shiniest, newest, but it doesn't last very long. Well, there's a, there's a little bit of an oxymoron there, isn't there? We're the best. It's the fastest. It's the greatest. But is it? <laughs> Not for spending that much over and over again, as far as I'm concerned. Let's go to Mike in Hartford. Hey, Mike. Yes, sir. How are you? Doing fine. How are you? Great show, man. Thanks. Great. Say, uh, can you guys help me out and you show me how to hook up the uh, wireless pr- printer I got? How far away is the printer going to be from your computer? 10 feet, 20 feet. 20 feet, so you're going to... Uh, it's probably about 15 feet. I can get it closer if you want. So the question is this. Are you hooking up a wireless printer so everyone can use it in your family or just you, Mike? Uh, a little bit of both. Okay. Because if you could always hook it right to the computer, if it's just you, that'd be the easiest, most effective way to make that sucker what, work. What uh, brand of com- uh, printer is it? Um, I'm hooking up to a laptop. I've got a uh, the HP G62 notebook laptop, right. and I want to hook up with the a- HP OfficeJet 4500, the wireless. Nice. Okay. Now, initially when you first uh, start up your wireless, does it have a little screen on it? Yeah, a the little printer. Uh, well, it's not on now. Let me walk over to it. Well, yeah. Hold on a second. The, the, switch phones. It's, it's okay. If okay. it has a little screen on it, it'll tell you you can go through. There's a wizard on the screen. That's one way it to says, do it. Uh, it's got a, it says fax, copy, or scan. It's probably like uh, two inches long, three like quarters of an inch thick. Like a little control panel that's like a little touch yes, screen. Yes, it does. Okay, yeah. that's fine. You can actually configure it there, which I don't recommend because... The little buttons to me are too Hold much on, of a pain. Hold on, because I can't hear you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, man, go ahead. All right. Okay, so you could do it at the at control panel, but I don't like the buttons. They're too small. So typically what you would do is you would get the little disc that came with it right. and run that, or you could download I don't have the, the disc, though. Or you can oh. put, you can put the uh, model number in a you know Google search, yeah. and you can download the latest driver and utilities, and you can run that. And then what it'll ask you to do is move the printer over close enough so you can plug in a USB cable. But right. don't plug the USB cable in until the software tells you to. Right. Okay, so I don't need the software. Just just Google it and get write it down. No, 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 you no, need no, the no, software. no, 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 no. You need the software, Mike. You're going to download the software. Once you get it downloaded, you're going to run it. It'll install. But right. then don't plug the USB cable in until it asks you to. The little wizard that runs. Follow the instructions. Follow the online instructions because then what it'll do is it'll contact that printer and it'll put the wireless uh, information. They're going to ask you to put in your SSID and your passphrase. And it'll configure over the USB. And this is a 4500, right, Mike? Yeah, I need that SSID number. You'll need that from your wireless, yeah, within your system. Yep, it needs to know your SSID and you get to put the passphrase. You guys know what it is? (laughs) <laughs> we don't know yours. <laughs> hang on, Mike. We're, we're going to go to a hard break. Hang on one sec, okay? Can you hang on? Yeah. All right. <laughs> we'll try to help Mike out with this wireless printer setup. I'm going to guess his SSID is Mike, but we'll be right back. <laughs> and we are back. 
This is Computer Talk with Tab. We're going to be here till 11 o'clock. And then uh, Dr. Alessi will be in with Healthy Rounds. He's going to give you a second opinion on your health advice. And let's get back to Mike because uh, he's got some fun here with a wireless printer. So, Mike, I'm going to ask you a question. Yes, do you have a wireless network in place? Yes. Okay. Well, no, 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 no. I'm hooked up to the. Uh, oh boy, I, I'm hooked up to the DSL to a uh, router, the Frontier router. Okay, and you're. So I'm hooked up into the into the into the laptop. And is that wireless? Then your laptop is on the Frontier device wirelessly. Uh, just. <clears throat> Kind of, you got me. A, <laughs> That's okay. I know. You, got, you got me here. I don't. I don't know. I know what wireless is. I don't know if this is or not. I know it's plugged into the laptop and it's plugged into the laptop. When when you use the word plugged in, that's a wire. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not trying in. to mess can, with you. <laughs> but, I can take the wire out and ah, it'll still work. There it is. So you are wireless. Yeah. Okay. So we've we've discerned you have wireless there. Now the question is, what is your SSID? Now SSID yes. is. Yeah, I wanted to know what not what yours was. What is? How do I find it on this computer? Can you post it online? Nope, I can't post me? out what your SSID is, but I can tell you how to find it. Yes. Yes, sir. So in the bottom right hand corner of your laptop, you'll see a little radio. Uh, looks like a looks radar. Looks like a wave dot that or, yeah has these little lines that go out at yeah. a circle, I like see, a bunch of waves. I see a speaker. Yeah. I see a line with a square box. Mm-hmm. Is that it? The line with a square box is your hardwired network connection. <laughs> There's an X on it now because I unplugged it. Ah, right. So you were you are connected right now hardwired. Now, how far away is that printer from being able to connect that same way? Oh, a good 15 feet. From the Frontier box? Yeah. All right, darn I it. can get it closer. I'm thinking in your case you might want to. Okay. Yes, Wire, wireless all wireless is always a problem. Wired always works. I know. So if you can get that printer closer, because the SSID is what you keyed in when Frontier gave it to you when you first set up your network. They said, "Okay, Mike, here's here's the wireless phrase." So if I come into your like home, password. Yeah, if I come into your home, I'm going to see a Mike phone. Uh, you know, Mike's SSID. I'm going to see your neighbor's SSID. Right. Each one, each one's got it. I understand. Yeah. So whatever yours is, you need to know it, and then you need to know the passphrase because you have to add that into the, the printer, or you just plug the printer into your network, hardwired, and there's no no need to deal with all this baloney. Right. Not. I don't need to get the passphrase from the from the wireless printer. You, right. You in. wouldn't have to do anything. You just plug it all in. So well, we not the wireless printer, but it'd be the wireless. Uh, Access point, Access the frontier point, device, which would be on the label on the bottom of it. Off That's the, true. Off the router. Yeah. Yes. If I they see. did a good job, they should have labeled it. That's I a good understand. point. So if we you can avoid being wireless, plug it into the network. We're going to put a link up here as to how to configure your OfficeJet forty five hundred. I, I assume it's a G five ten N. It's the G sixty two dash one forty four DX notebook. No, not your notebook, but the printer. Oh, it's uh, the forty-five hundred. Is it a G fifty? It just says forty-five hundred wireless printer. Okay, we're going to put a link up here for what we think it is, and within there, you'll find the manual, this link, and you'll be able to download the uh, the uh, software. Okay, so that okay, so Google will give it to me. I understand. Not Google. You're going to go to our website, man. I don't want you to Google it. Go to computertalkwithtab.com, the name of the show, dot com, yep. Yep. and this this will be a link for you. Mike, and okay. it'll be Office Jet 4500 right from HP's site. You're going to have to read some instructions. So you can still choose to do it wirelessly, but if you can plug it into the 
the data port on the back of that printer and plug that cable the same way you're plugging in your laptop into a port on the Frontier device, it'll be a lot more reliable for you, Mike. Let's see if there's a... Yeah, there should be an extra port. Okay, yeah, there's an extra port on the... I understand. You got what, it? What was it that you called that uh, a technical word for... Was it that the access point? It's your router. It, it's called your router. Your It's your wireless router from Frontier. Right, and what, what is that technical word that you guys called it there, the thing underneath it? So the password. It's, oh, uh, it's the SSID. That would be for wireless if you're going to connect it wireless. What does it stand for? Um, like you had to spell it uh, out. I don't know anymore. Uh, don't worry. I know, what you, I know what you mean. SSID has to do with the wireless network that it's on, and I'm sure that I, we can look it up quickly, but uh, I don't have so, it on top of my head. Uh, hooking all this up, won't, you're still, still going to need a wire. You need a Cat5 cable, yeah. Yeah, Service there's no way, there's set no way you could do it identifier. without it. Say that again, Mike. I've seen some some people had it and they and they had it without a wire. Right, that's that would be the wireless side. But I think in your case, based on all that we've talked about so far, that you'll have better luck if you could hardwire it. Really? So if you have to get a 15 foot uh, Cat five cable over at Best Buy, right, go get one. Run it from the printer to that second port on the Frontier device. Then follow the instructions on loading the software drivers for your printer, and I bet you it'll work much more reliably for you. Right, so in other words, this would be I can make up a, any length I want a cable. That's easy. Really? The thing is, are you an electrician? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. A little bit. So you know how to do Cat six or Cat five data wire? Yeah. Oh, yeah. good for you. Oh, you. What are you talking to? Him? Go hardwired. You're a wiring guy. No, but see, I try, I'm trying to get it wireless, man. Now, I understand you, know? you are, but I think I think you'll have better luck. Um, so in other words, I could probably get it wireless, but it wouldn't work. It wouldn't work that good. There'll be other issues, right? So what happens is an IP address is handed out to that printer, and then the printer reboots and gets a new address, and then your then your computers can't find it at the old address because it's oh, got a new address, and then you're calling us asking us how to eliminate that oh, issue. Yeah, that happens all the time. Yeah, so if your issue is right now just understanding SSID, I think you'll be in much better shape if you just hardwire it, Mike, and just okay, worry about other things. So it, without, I don't want to give make. I want to make this simple. Yeah. Without, Hooking it up wire with without hooking it up with a wire yeah. without a wire could it be done without a wire? Yes. Hook it up and just get and would it stay working? No, probably it'll give you trouble. Every time it reboots, it's going to get a new IP address unless you set it. F- Why is that? Is the signals too weak? Or no, what? no, no. It's a, it's it just the nature of networking. A, a new. Why does it keep giving it a new? Because uh, you lose power. You turn it off. Turn it on. The setting gets changed. It's a big pain in the hiney. Oh, so it gets why it gives it a new number. Mm-hmm. So what happens is it's given a lease, so the lease has an expiration. So what happens is when everything loses power, and then that cuts it out, the piece comes up that gives out the IDs. Well, it forgot everything it knew, right. so it just hands everybody a new ID, oh. a new lease. So then you'll be calling us and saying, "Hey, my printer okay, is isn't there a way? Is there a way to prevent that?" Yes. But you don't own that router device, so the so DA- I, that's what I was thinking. If I had my own, if I get go to Best Buy and get a top of the line router, then you would avoid all that. Sort of, yes, Mike. I, you could do that, but I worry for you, sir. Why is that? <laughs> There's a lot to configure, um, and, you're, and I don't know that you want to mess with it so much that you're going to want to get into it uh, because you have to now configure your firewall and your router, get a separate modem from Frontier. Set up your own SSID. I mean, you're, it's pretty geeky stuff here. Not that you right. couldn't. Not that you couldn't do it. Right. Um, I, it's just very, very time consuming. I, I think you've got better things to do with your life. Right. Even if you had a, a, a top of the line. Uh, it's not tech, the yeah. It's not the quality. It would take him a couple hours, right? Uh, maybe an hour if you did. If well, you, the first time you go through it, it might take you some time. After you've done a number of them, you yeah. can do them pretty quick. But yeah. you know, Mike, I, I think based on what you've told me, 
kind of your level of understanding of some of this stuff, I think you'd be better off to actually use your printer and just go wired. Trust me on this, but okay. All right, thanks a lot, gentlemen. You got it, Mike. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right, bye bye. This sometimes it's not worth it. You know, wireless can be a big pain. Um, it's just not, and especially if you don't control the SSID, you don't control the, the DHCP server handing out the IP addresses, and and wireless is going to change on the poor guy. I just, yeah. I mean, he can do it. Just so you know, guys, you anybody can do this. It's not like we we're not telling you not to. If he really wants to spend his weekend trying to figure this out, he's welcome well, to. Well, the thing is, is the first time you do it, you got to learn all the things about it. So, but then, it, then when it fails, reading, you don't know why. So you know. You spend more time reading the first time than you do actually configuring it because yeah. you really don't know what you're doing. Then you make mistakes and you uh, fix that. And you know what I mean? It, it, you don't know why it happened. Then it's all. Then everything is all of a sudden. If the all of a sudden word, if we could build by the word all of a sudden, we'd be bazillionaires. Let's go on to Dean in Middletown real quick. Hey, Dean. Hey, Dean. What's it's, up? Uh, actually, Gene. Oh, Gene. Oh, Gene. Yep. All right. Um, I have a malware vice professional. Yeah. And it keeps popping up that it's not protected. Okay. Okay. And I can't, when I go to turn it on, it says starting and then it stops. Uninstall. Uninstall it. Uninstall and reinstall. Yes, sir. Okay. All right, Dean. All right, Dean. You guys are great. Thanks. Bye bye. Take care, guys. All right, you too. Step up for a quick break. Got a couple calls on the line here. Andy and Bob, hang on. A couple lines open for you. We're here till 11 o'clock. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk. Let's get right to your calls and see if we can help you out. We're going to go to Bob in Newington next. Hey, Bob. Hi. Good morning. Uh, I hear a lot about uh, uh, open uh, DSS. Uh, DNS, yep. And uh, DSS. DNS. Yes. Um, and I have all Mac products. Yeah. iMac, uh, phone, and uh, iPad. Sure. Now, do you could you run this on that? Yep. I really don't understand... Um, does it? Do I have to unload Safari? I mean, nope. Uh, the DNS. Think of it as the highway. Okay. So you don't need. You can drive any kind of car you want on our highway, right? Right. Um, so in this case, this is a safer lane. Imagine if you could drive on the highway and know you're not going to get in an accident. Wouldn't you choose that lane rather than being with all the other dinglings on the highway? There, that's all we're trying to tell you to do. So you can use all your Mac products, all your iPhones, whatever you want. You don't have to load. In, you don't have to load anything technically on your system. You just have to configure your system to use different IP addresses than the ones given to you by your internet provider. And where do I get that? Computertalkwithtab.com. Go to our website. I'm not making anything for sending you there. So just go over to our website. Take a look at. We have links for OpenDNS and how to set it up. You'd, oh, great. You'll then subscribe for free to OpenDNS's service. Okay. And all it is is instead of using Comcast or Cox or Frontier or whatever DNS services they're giving you, which is wide open on with all the other dinglings, right, yep. you will then go on this nice safe DNS where you're going to probably not get any kind of malware. Now, because you're running Apple Mac, you're a little safer um, because you're less of a target because you're such a small percentage of users. But um, – Still worth doing. Trust me on this. Does it run faster too? Yep. And, and does that affect anything on my TVs, my smart TVs? It could, because they're going to now. If you configure your router to hand out this new DNS, yes, it could it could improve their performance too. Okay, so if I have uh, Amazon.
Amazon and stuff like that, uh, watch TV on Amazon, it'll mm-hmm. faster. It could. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's a faster DNS than the uh, stuff coming along with your uh, internet providers. Again, the bandwidth is the bandwidth, but it just does a better job. Oh, great. And it's Computer Talk with Tab. and Go to computertalkwithtab.com. You'll see the links that are posted today. Okay. Very All right. good. All right. All right. Thanks for answering my question. My pleasure, Bob. Bye now. Bye-bye. So, yeah, I can't stress it enough. Let's go to, uh, uh-oh, Dave and Cromwell. Hey, Dave. Good morning, guys. Thanks morning. for taking my call. Sure. Um, I keep getting these annoying phone calls that sound like they're coming from overseas. Yep. They know my first name, my last name, and they tell me they're working for HP and my computer's infected, and right. they know my cell phone number, and they know my IP number for my computer, although I never verified it. That's fake. They don't know that. <clears throat> yeah. What, what can I do about stopping the calls? Well, they're just a, it's a, it's a – uh unsolicited call they're fake obviously you know they're fake yeah. uh, you can yeah. put blocks i think um it on... won't do any good because they'll use a different number the next time yeah because they're masking it uh, can... the best thing you can do is just hang up on them yeah you okay. can just hang up on them or leave them on the line and have some fun with them i did that once and i might do it again yeah yeah i did get some enjoyment out of that sure i mean they don't have a lot of fun i mean they're probably of all the jobs in the world, to be a thief like that, sitting there calling people like this, can't be that enjoyable. Um, yeah. So you got to think about how bad their lives must be to actually think they can steal from Americans the way they're doing this. But have some fun with them, Dave. I um, think I will. Yeah, no matter what they tell you or how much they convince you that your computer is infected and they know about it, do not let them connect to your system. And don't give them your credit card. And don't give them any credit cards. But, um, you know, have fun with them. Okay. You know, that might be if, unless you get something better to do, which you probably do, like paint your house or something like that. <laughs> All right, Dave. All right, guys. Thank you so much. Have a great day. You're welcome. It might be better just watching the paint dry after you've painted your house. I know. It's so bad. It's such a ridiculous thing that these guys are calling saying that your well, computer's infected. Well, they're not saying they're from Microsoft now. They're no, they're not choosing. Saying they're, from uh, they're saying they're now we're from HP. Yeah. Well, what if I have a Dell? Again, there's a lot of people that have HP. They're taking a the shot. Oh, yeah. Um, let's go to Andy in Mottville. Hey, Andy. Oh, hi. Good morning. Morning. I um, I got a problem. I I lost power yesterday after the storm for, yeah. for eight hours. I, oh, I went out at two. Didn't come on till like eleven. Yeah. I got up this morning and put my um my desktop on, and all of a sudden I can't connect to the internet. All of a sudden. See, there's that yeah. word again. Yeah, I'd be a billionaire if I had a nickel every time someone said that. So, so I mean the. The Wi-Fi works fine. Yeah. I got Wi-Fi on my um my iPods. Even my Fire Sticks got got it. And when I take uh, my laptop and I plug it into my modem, it picks up the the, the LAN connection fine and it goes right online. But my desktop, it, um, I went to the uh, the network sharing center and I I did a troubleshoot and it says the LAN, the local area connection does not have a valid IP configuration now. How, mm-hmm. how would that happen? All of a sudden. <laughs> There's two nickels. Uh, <laughs> uh, just kidding. So, I mean, I think you had something maybe damage your network card. Maybe you had a power surge that damaged the card. That's a possibility. Mm-hmm. Or the, the card might have come up before the um, the router. The router came up to give it a DHCP. So, what I would do is you go into there, right click on the NIC, and the, disable the it. Card. Yeah. The network card in Network and Sharing Center, and uh, just disable it. And then give it about uh, where would I, uh, where would that be? A network and sharing network center. and sharing center. And then you disable your NIC. You right click on it. Generally. Right click on it. 
disable it, and then right-click on it again and enable it. And okay, it'll so get a new IP, or it should get a new IP. If that doesn't work, it, there may actually be a physical problem with the NIC, but I would try that first. Or you can okay. just pow- reboot it. That'll work, too, if you yeah, don't yeah, that might start, work. shut down, reboot, bring it back up. I mean, I did that like three or four times. Oh. I even, I even called the the cable company, because I'm on the phone right now. I get the phone, internet, and cable all through them, and they... They did some things with the modem and everything. They said everything's fine, but right, the modem's fine because other things are getting out to the internet, correct? Yeah, yeah. So it's I just this the one. Computer on and off like four times. They asked me to do that, and I keep, this, this I, is, uh, I keep doing it, but and I, keep, I just can't get this one computer to go. Is this a desktop? Yeah, it's a desktop. Desktop. Okay. Yeah, what I might try is um, just pick up a USB NIC, a wireless USB. So go go to like Best Buy today, spend forty bucks and get a wireless USB or Staples, and because uh, you have a wireless option, right, Andy, in your home? Um, I have my oh my modem's wire. It's wireless. It's got yeah a five G and a two point five G. Perfect. On. Yeah. So go out and get a like Bob said a, a thumb a, a thumb drive. It's, that's a, that's a wireless NIC. It's a it's a USB. Oh, it's a it's wireless. Like a little, the USB thing I plug into my desktop and it'll yep. pick up. It'll, it'll connect wirelessly. That way you can. We assume your network card is fried. On the maybe when the power came back on, you had a surge and it came across and blew the line, blew the ca- oh, the cable. Really? Yeah, it's not worth. It's okay. Just go get a wireless cable and move on. Wireless oh, okay. uh, card and move on. Uh, it's I can get that at Best Buy. Just Best Buy Staples. Wireless. Yeah, uh, just you need a wireless um, network card, which is gonna not a card though, but a USB thumb drive style. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'll try that. First, just go into the network sharing and try the... Well, you've already rebooted it. Oh, I did, yeah. Yeah, he was trying to have you avoid rebooting it, but you've already done that, so it's not that. Oh. I think it's dead. We, I think it's a dead NIC card. I think it's a good possibility. Yeah. And it, rather than go in and replace the, the NIC or add a, uh, another card in, yeah. you know, it's just as easy to just pick up a USB, and then you can use it on other other devices if the other one starts working again. Right. Um, even if my my desktop's a little older, I don't know even know if it has wireless. It wouldn't have wireless. You're going to go get that card for that. You're going to get the device for that. Oh, the USB that's... drive thingy. Dongle. Oh, that'll Dongle. Make it. Yeah, that'll oh, make okay. it wireless. So then you're going to plug it in. What operating system is it? It's a Dell Inspiron 546. What the, what's the operating system? Is it is it uh, Windows? W- Windows 7? Oh, it's Windows 10. But ever since Good. I got that installed on it, it just... It, it's so slow. I can't barely mm. start it up. It, I hear you. The thing spins around, then it stops. Then it, you have other off. issues then with this thing. Yeah, ever since the Windows 10 thing came out, mm-hmm. I have it's never been the same. Nope, I know. That's why there's a $600 million lawsuit out there if somebody's pretty upset about that upgrade. Um, well, try this, though, Andy. Right. I mean, your other issues aside, um, if the machine is over five years old, you may also not. Six years old. It's how old? Six years old. Yeah. Don't spend too much money on it. If this doesn't work, I give you permission through committee to talk to your committee to see if you can get a new machine. Okay. I'll try that first. <laughs> the, uh, the wireless, uh, the wireless dongle. It's a, it's a thumb-style wireless USB network card. They make them pretty small now, and they work great. Yeah. All right, Andy? Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Good luck. Okay. All right. Bye-bye. I want to thank all you guys for joining us on this Saturday morning. Because uh, without you guys calling in, Bob and I would just be talking about our kids. Everything we talked about would be on is posted online at computertalkwithtab.com. 
on Facebook, also on Twitter. Thank you, Matt, for producing. Stick around. Dr. Alessi's up next with Healthy Rounds. He'll give you a second opinion on your health advice. See you next week. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.